Hey, follow me on Instagram, yes, King Oliver, and make sure you follow and subscribe so you get a notification when I've released a new episode. You have a great day. So around the world, there's a lot of people who are... Um, one sec. Yeah, there's a lot of people around the world who are obese uh, and because they're eating far more than they're exercising. And one of the main factors of having a weak immune system is being overweight. And yet all companies do is they market food to everyone and everywhere. And we're just eating so much. Like we literally can fast all day and have one meal, just like the old days. And we live a very healthy lifestyle. But now all we're doing is thinking about food. And rather than it being for growth, we're doing it as like a, a feeling, like a choice that makes us feel good. And it's killing us. Um, what do you think is the solution when we have companies needing all this money to create jobs and whatever yet we're killing everyone off which is creating see pressure on health services and just causing load of shit basically oh yeah that's a big question because in my opinion there's so many aspects to it um that it's yeah hard to put it in a few sentences but what i would say is first of all many people are not really or they don't really learn when they grow up to really be connected with their own body basically and also psychologically and mentally like have a healthy relationship with themselves and food as we all know substitutes often the feeling of you know feeling good and love it it's a satisfaction in a sense even though it's just instant when you're eating it and if people were to really, while growing up, especially as kids, um, learn to have a better relationship with their own body and with themselves, then the relationship with food would be different because they would be able to recognize where their um, limits are and therefore have a healthy relationship. But again, that's just one aspect of it because... Um, what's been also taught about food i mean the way even if we talk about diet it's a whole belief system in a sense because there's so many different diets for people and everybody's different so we do have to figure out what diet works for us best it's not like one solution fits all but in first recognizing our relationship with our own body and understanding what works for us and what doesn't um we need to have a healthy relationship with our body otherwise it's it's hard to figure out what really works for us and not and for some people also it's they have psychological like difficulties like having depression and things like that which also affects their own relationship with their body as well and then again it's it, it can serve like an addiction or instant satisfaction for them to kind of forget um, certain emotions they're feeling in that moment so food can have so many different um, yeah aspects to it that it is a very um, extensive topic but what do you think so I love the fact that you've got like Just Eat, Deliveroo they are um, everywhere now you literally can order any food that you've ever wanted mm -hmm. and it comes to you but one of the main things about going out is the smell, the environment, the staff, the music, the toilets, the, the soap, the, the, the music in the toilets, the seeing the chefs in the kitchen, hearing them have a chat. Um, 
just the whole experience of getting ready to go out and then throughout the day you're planning on oh, what I'm going to have and you're literally getting in the shower, you're getting ready. That's the whole experience of going out. Now, mm-hmm. you literally can order, say, your favourite meal on a phone. There's no emotional connection. It's just tap, tap, tap. It comes to the door and it's not as hot. It's all soggy. It's all squashed. And it's like <laughs> I'm sitting on by the TV by myself eating this food. But yet this thing that I wanted to order, say, a Nando's, for example, which is what we have in the UK. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I've got my Nando's, but... It's not the same. Something's missing. And then you realise there's so much more to food than just eating it and putting it in your stomach. It's connecting to, say, childhood, where, say, your grandma used to make this chicken dish. And so now you're eating with your brain as well as your mouth. Nowadays, it's just everything's about... It's just we're eating and eating and eating and trying to fulfil this void in us, which isn't there. And so... When we don't get something, we go back and try and get it more. As in, mm-hmm. don't tell me what to do. I'm going to do it anyway. So we keep doing it. And then the adverts are like, here's more food. And then we're not getting that fulfillment. So we buy more food. And it's a joke. If somebody has to say it takes an hour to make 10 quid. When you buy, a, say, a dish, it's 10 quid. Yeah. So it worked an hour for that one dish. And if you go to the supermarket, you could have so much fun going online, getting recipes, buying the food, thinking about what you're going to buy, chopping the veg, putting it in the pan, you can have five meals, literally for 10 quid. And so I used to spend so much going out when I was younger, like just going out all the time. Mm -hmm. As I've grown up, it's not that I'm tight, it's just I'm aware that the, the ratio of how much things cost in life versus how much one earns on an average wage, it is it doesn't even compare. It's like a 10-foot man versus a one-foot child. It's just no comparisons. You can't just spend willy-nilly and think, oh, well, I'm going to enjoy my life. You only live once. I'm going to have a takeaway on a Friday because that takeaway can eat quid. And when you yeah. work out how much you earn a month, then you've got considered Netflix subscription, you've got your rent and your bills, <clears throat> your clothes, Christmas presents. Everything adds up. You realise I can't be spending all this money like this mm. because it doesn't, the ratio is wrong. So how would you, what would you do then? Like what what would be your solution for this? Because the problem is that people most, I mean, the whole industry, food industry is about how to make money in a sense. Not, I'm not talking about individual people who have a like nice restaurant and want to, you know, create a nice atmosphere for the customers. But let's just talk about the food industry, the way how food is processed and things like that. It's about making profit, not necessarily how to, you know, help people have a healthy lifestyle. Of course, there are certain brands that now especially support healthy food choices. But in large, the food industry is about how do they make money and how do they make more in the sense of how can we um, increase production but um, save, you know, expenses and then make more money in that sense. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so the answer I have to that is, it's like politics. There's not just one way. There's two ways think about it governments are essentially a tribe a big let's just say in animal terms you've got a pack of cows in this bit mm-hmm. of land and a pack of cows over there they've all come from the same ancestors right but you've got the big cow in charge of the pack okay you've also got another cow in charge of his pack now they either make an agreement 
like you stay in your lane, I'll stay in my lane, or we kill each other, and one of us lives, one of us dies, and and you, you don't want to die. If there's a chance that one of you can die because one person has to die because the other person wants to take charge, then you'd, we'd rather live. So you think, okay, well, I don't want to risk this because it's 50-50. You might die, I might die. Let's just stay in our lanes. That is called politics, where you have your rules, the majority, and their rules. Say you've got Republicans, 150 million Americans, Democrats, 150 million Americans. Now, as it's majority um, of, say, animals, let's relate this to animals and tribes, if that majority increases, let's just say those cows have more offspring, there's going to be more cows. So in a fight, you've got 150 million versus 155 million. So the one with the majority wins. So that's when they get into office. In the corporation industry, you have massive, massive companies all over the place mm -hmm. influencing politics. So these politicians, they won't get where they want to be without money. So they have to go to where the money is, which is corporations, right? So when they go to corporations, they get their money and now they owe favours. Because if somebody gives you, say, two million quid and you say, hey, can you just get this approved? You're going to go, no, mate. But it's going, what the fuck do you mean? No, I gave you two million quid. That's it. I'm not paying for your next term. At the end of the day, it all comes down to our own individual needs. It's dog eat dog. You can put everyone else first, put your friends first, but you're always going to put yourself first. No matter what business, if you work in an office and your boss isn't there and you need some paper from for home, you're going to take some paper. Now, you shouldn't really take that paper because it's not yours, but you do because you need paper. If you work in a restaurant, if there's waste chicken, you're going to take that home for your family, even if you're not supposed to, because it's going to go in the bin. So at the end of the day, we always do one before two. And so imagine that everything is all about balance of power and making a civilization where it's stable. Well, you need government. And in order for government to run, you need money. And the way they get the money is through corporations. And government have the ability to control and influence and manage humans based on technology because you can access every single human being at one time. So it's a dream for a leader to essentially know where all of his followers are at one time. Like they're not over there trying to create a plan to take him down because you've got access to everyone, you know, by social media and phones and shit. So there again, it's like the politics. There's no one way. It's just both. It's just you're the cows in that field. I'm the cow in this field. We're doing our bit, but we're living amongst each other. There's no way to solve an issue of everyone's getting fat through food. Companies are making loads of money, creating jobs, creating housing, creating <clears throat> medicine and all that type of shit. Because if you don't have that, then we are just there. There is nothing because it's all it's like we depend on each other. And we depend on each other. There's no independence because we all depend on each other. It's a system where it, you're either part of the system or you're not. And again, do you, th mm -hmm. do you think that, for example, if we take the big corporations out and would have a lot more smaller businesses, do you think that it would look differently then? I think it will go back to just the old days of small local villages. Like now, India, China, America, Australia, we're all just one human race now. But we're actually, we're individual species of different morals, different backgrounds, different belief systems, different evolution paths. Like Australians could have only been around for X amount of years and Chinese could have been around for many, many, many years before. That's why I believe a lot of people have allergies because their ancestors have always had certain foods. And then you bring that into, say, England. 
soybeans and all that type of shit and their bodies are like what the fuck is a soybean like i've only had a soybean for 10 years and yet chinese have been eating soybeans for years so i think it will go down to if there wasn't big corporations it would just be your little village of say 20 miles all trading as one dealing with each other as one fresh local food services with tradesmen in that area not hiring a builder from another country who's got a company in this country to build for you it'll just be local people helping each other out which is what it used to be like and then there wouldn't be this problem of everyone being fat because companies wouldn't have the money to spend on advertising because they wouldn't have the money from everyone around the world they'd only have people in that village you know what i mean i understand yeah and it is a bit tricky because I feel that big companies don't really um, put a lot of thought into the individual and how, um, you know, how that, what they're advertising, whether it's really good for the individual or not, it's more about making profit. And whereas a small company, usually, I mean, not of course, it, it always depends, but they're more often more into quality and what what can really profit the users well and of course as you said you we gotta first take care of ourselves i mean it's similar to love we gotta love ourselves first properly in order to love others as well but then it often gets a little distorted um the more or the bigger usually companies get and the more profit comes in then um it, it gets quite tricky in that sense or it can get tricky yeah, the good news is, is that if you study history, everything comes back around and what goes up must come down. The bigger something gets, the harder it is to manage and then you lose control. And then like a, like drug lords, when there's a weakness in one, another pipes up. So you take down El Chapo and then you have all the other small ones pipe up. It's less like stars and energy. All the energy comes together, all the stars create loads of energy and then they explode and then there's more stars. Like that is what life is. So the good news is that Big companies, they only last for a certain amount of time, like Bitcoin, it will go up really, really high. Higher it goes, the more likely it is to fall. Um, at school, in terms of boys fighting, my dad used to say, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. So if you've got a big guy, don't try and punch mm -hmm. him in the face, trip him up. Like that's the easiest thing to do. He'll fall down and hurt himself more than you'll hurt your hand if you punch him in the face. So it's the same theory that big always goes back around. And I do think that there is a change where people are depending on so many people for so many things that they are getting fed up and they're losing this fulfillment like they're buying all this clothes they're getting this new tv getting this new iphone and they're not getting that feeling of okay i just worked a month to make a grand to get this shitting iphone which in a year's time loses 400 quid that they're going to be like fuck this iphone i don't need this stupid iphone i'm just going to go for a walk and feed the ducks because when i was a kid that made me feel really really good and that is what we should be doing, feeding the ducks. Maybe not bread, because bread's actually ducks, but yes. feeding the ducks. People mm -hmm. would say, you're 27 years old, Oliver. Why the fuck are you feeding ducks? You should be working. I'm like, no, you're working to pay off the bills to somebody else. You're trapped in a system. I get fulfillment out of feeding the ducks, connecting to nature. And that's what we should be doing, feeding the ducks. Yes, I agree. On Let's talk more, let's talk about more on an individual level how do you think people can um take better care of themselves and live a health healthier lifestyle um independent now how 
corporations and companies try to sell their stuff because I think it goes back down to the individual. If we are more clear about who we are and what we want, then, you know, companies can try to sell us whatever. We know how to protect or how to help ourselves and not get influenced so easily by that because, of course, advertisements are um, created in a very smart way to influence us to feel to con like to have a certain familiarity with the product and you know create this desire of wanting it but i feel like if we are strong enough within ourselves then no matter what they do or try to sell us we know how to keep ourselves health healthy in a sense <coughs> yeah so um so i just coughed just <laughs> Remind me of that question, just like just trigger off something in my head. Um, like, how can we create a stronger connection with basically ourselves, or how can got we it, protect it, ourselves better? Yes. So, so I've I've realised you're studying humans that we all follow. So, if the trend is to wear glasses, everyone will wear glasses. If the trend is to wear hats, right? then people will wear hats. If we're all wearing turtlenecks, right, and somebody comes along wearing a, a shirt, they're going to be like, why is he wearing that shirt for? And the more yes. people start to wear that shirt, and the majority outbalances, like Republicans, there's more voting than Democrats. Republicans now have power. Now there's more people wearing that um, cardigan, whatever, that people wear the cardigan and less people wear the hats. So everything follows a trend but it just takes a certain amount of time like i had multi multi multi-colored hair five years ago now everyone's got multi-colored hair right i had electric scooters since i was 13 now they're everywhere right i'm i'm ahead of time because i just do what i want to do and knowing that people catch up to trends that i take action immediately because people follow so trends will always come and it takes time for trends to evolve this thing about a global awakening I don't think that there's a global awakening. What I think is that there's a small group of people spread out around the world who are aware. And over time, if they, for example, reach out to say 100 people here and over there, there's 100 people that hear about it. Over time, those 100 people will say, tell another 100 people that it will become a trend to be aware. Like, have you heard about being woke or oh, what's being woke oh man it's yeah, so cool it it's about exercising it's about sleeping well it's about doing you it's about yoga and then all of a sudden like any trend everyone's going to be doing yoga everyone's going to be doing meditating because everyone's hearing about meditation for example if celebs speak about meditation everyone's going to feel oh, i want to be part of that celeb trend there's not even a fucking trend it's just people follow what they think everyone else is doing so then everyone will start to meditate what comes with that is yoga then what comes with that is nature being outdoors exercising sleep and what comes with that is awareness of diet and therefore over time say all the fat people who just eat all the time when they look around and they see the majority are getting slimmer they're happier and they're fasting and they're eating healthy the fat man who goes to KFC McDonald's all the time will start to not fit in because now rather than him looking at Americans being fat and eating everything and seeing himself as the norm, he'll then look to the left and see a, a vegan sushi restaurant and there'll be more of those around where there'll be less fat people in the mall but there'll be skinny people eating nice healthy food. He's going to feel out of balance. So naturally he's going to go over there and have that nice sushi vegan 
drink, whatever. And he goes outside and he sees the happiness of people walking, feeding the ducks. And he's going to feed the ducks instead of eating another burger, which he's already had. And therefore, that will become a new trend. Like anything in life, it will become a trend to be healthy living. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> yes, I I agree that people have this herd mentality in the sense. And um, going back to the individual level, I think most people follow these trends because they want to fit in. And then that goes back to the sense of self-worth, in my opinion, because if you do have a sense of self-worth and you respect your own likings more than what the majority does, then it won't affect you as much as someone who wants to just fit in and mm -hmm. you see this with um with with um the gay movement right and bisexual and transsexual whatever people it's always been around for millions of years right and i believe that animals male and male female and female they can fucking do what they want the only difference is is that if you fuck a female you get offspring and if you fuck a man nothing happens right but right. there's no such thing as God says male and female have to be together. That's the law for creating offspring. But if you look back in history, you just do what you've got to do because you feel horny in that moment and say, do it. But when everyone starts, say, talking about being gay, everyone comes out being gay. And now it becomes a trend to be gay or to be like, actually, I think I like men, right? It becomes like this trend of, oh, <clears throat> that seems cool over there. How you can have two options rather than one. I'm going to do that. And same as mental health. Once people start talking about mental health, every fucking person's got a mental health issue. And it becomes cool to have a mental health issue. And I've got this problem and that problem. And this happens here and that happens here. And now everyone comes out, right? Yeah. It's not yeah. that it wasn't ever there. It's just once it <clears throat> it becomes the norm to be gay, to like women, to like men, to be trans, to not have a choice, um it and it's the norm to have all these issues and i've got warts on my balls and i've got in fungus toenail and i've got greasy hair and itchy scalp and earwax coming up my ear and all these problems it becomes cool to now have all these problems and all these choices just like when restaurants hear of a new movement for example like a vegan movement they come up with a vegan dish it just is about how it takes time for things to build and once it's up there, the supply and the demand comes. So the, the demand is there and then mm -hmm. there's a supply, which is what the companies do. They have a supply, they have a demand and they supply. It's like clothes. There's no such thing as male and female clothes. It's just fucking cotton, right? It's cotton. Okay. How can that be any, any, any um, sex of type of clothes? But now what they're doing is unisex clothes. You can wear any clothes that you want. There's no female or male clothes. It is just cloth. It's just a silk is a spider web. Cotton just came from a sheep, you know. So there's no gender thing. And that is going to become cool just to wear something which is male and female. And again, comes down to uh, the majority believing something is real and then running with it because they are a herd, they are a sheep, and they follow. Nothing wrong with that. But that is just what it is if you look at animals even ants they're all following this belief that they're supposed to be building this thing and the queen ants fucked off like she's got all these troops like like taking twigs and running up and running up the caves and, you know underground all these ants are in motion like an algorithm and they don't even know why they're doing it they're just following a follower and the lead is not even there anymore <laughs> you know what i mean the purpose yeah, of why they're doing it it's just it doesn't exist they're just in that motion um I'm going to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. 
so I'm a leader and I've always done what I've wanted to do. I don't have any friends because I I was never part of a pack. I just got on with what I was doing. So I don't have any friends. If I ever got married, I'd have my mum, my dad, and my sister, and my gran. That's it. I don't have anyone to invite. It's not even a joke. Um, do you think that um, people who follow and have the brain of a follower, for example, they don't have the energy charge of a 20 volt battery it's five voltage like you can't you have to work on yourself and get away from the other charges around you to get to 20 volts that if you don't break the pack you're always going to be five volts and you're always going to be a follower can a follower create a mindset of a leader without separating from the pack um i think well then it depends do you mean the pack then with with whom the follower breaks out from or creates his own pack so can can a follower a follower mindset a follower energy mm-hmm. who needs the energy of others become a leader become confident self-sufficient within himself if he's still part of a pack of a herd of followers mm. because i you, i you can't if your friends are going out yeah. and 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 you don't want to go out you now have to choose to stay in and you'll become distant from your friends because they don't want to be with somebody who only comes out occasionally because they want to be part of that. Everyone's coming out. So you can't yeah. choose. You need to do one or the other. And if you're on your own, then you mm-hmm. lose the energies because you don't need them. And you become so confident within yourself, living by yourself, that you don't need these people. But if you keep going out, you never have time to find who you are, that now your energy is always going over there to them rather than to you. So I don't believe there's this, I believe you've got to choose leader, you know, aware or not self-aware. I don't believe there's an in-between. There can't be because you can't be two places at once. Well, I think it very much depends on the pack as well, like how how okay they are with that, how accepting they are. And if they, you know, let the follower that wants to become a leader do their thing and respect that then i think there could be a balance i don't i don't necessarily see it it has to be either or but it also very much depends on the pack because some yes with some with a certain group of people it's just not possible because they're not open to it and they just want the person to just be the same and you know not not grow basically like the themselves but if they have a bit more of an understanding of the potential of that one person and are accepting of that then i think it is possible to have a support system in that sense that's just come brought something to mind you know quantum physics particle Mm -hmm. wave and both Mm -hmm. yeah what you just said is the followers say particle and and the, the leaders are a wave which means it can't be one or the other but it can. So what you're saying, right? In terms of energy, it can be both either or and or none of it. So in terms of this black and white follower, go out with your friends or be a leader, read a book, watch TV, have a glass of milk. Yeah. But by yourself. Mm. In terms of how civilization is set up where you've got two tribes of, say, animals. If you're not part of our tribe, you're part of another tribe. You're now a threat because you're not part of us. It's mm-hmm. black and white. So you can't be in, in terms of society with a group of friends going out and then decide to not go out because 
in terms of how society is set up, we want people who follow, who fit in with us all the time. So we feel comfortable that we've got our six main people who we go out with. If there's only five because one decided to read a book on that Friday night, you're mm-hmm. going to feel like there's an energy missing. There's like a gap and you need to fill it. So and so it makes you feel nervous. But in terms of energy, it could be this, that or the other. So how does that translate into humans? Your group in initially are confident leaders. Mm-hmm. Essentially, you've got all these leaders who know the same thing about self-love awareness. I need my own time, but I also want friends. So rather than going out with friends all the time, they spend, say, 70 percent of the time by themselves content doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. But the other 30 percent of the time they go out, but they all have awareness in that group. It just so happens that society yeah. mm-hmm. majority of followers are not aware. They are just following whatever they're following. So the, it can it can work if the group is already self-sufficient independent loves who they are understands diet mindset whatever and then they wouldn't um be like why are you going out why do you need to go for a walk at night in nature by yourself and we're having a nice meal (laughs) fuck off if you're not gonna pay part of us because they get that so actually you are right it can work i also think that i mean it is also possible to you know to have friends that or be in a group of people that are not accepting of that but then in my case I would find people who are understanding and accepting of that I would let go of that group of people if they don't respect what I want to do for myself then they're not the right people for me anyway because I want to do what I feel like I want to or need to do and then I would find the right people that would be supporting of that and would understand that and respect that and um I think it's, I personally think it's, or at least to me, it's important that I have a group of people who I can interact with. I'm quite of a social person, so I do need that kind of um, interaction. And it's not necessarily, I mean, a support, you know, supportive um, group of people is, is great having as well. But it's more also the, the interactions that I enjoy having with people. So I would then just look for the right people that fit my energy, basically. And yes, I think, but again, it also depends on the individual because some people don't really need that group of people constantly. They might just need 10% or 20% and someone else might need to invest or might need to have that 30% interaction with other people or 40% you know so 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 i don't think that um i don't think that one can essentially go through enlightenment and essentially raise their energy to the highest frequency if they are part of a group that isn't already enlightened right it's almost like if Mm -hmm. nobody knows the nearest subway or costa Mm-hmm. then you're not going to have a subway or costa there could be 100 people if no one knows where the nearest one is then yeah. no one's going to costa if one person out of those 100 people happen to know mm-hmm. then now they can all get a costa so if you're in a group of people that have no idea about self-awareness it's not their loss it's like it doesn't exist in their mindset okay that's yeah. for another generation right. of evolution mm-hmm. right um, in your group, if you do have somebody who um, has awareness or maybe has read The Secret or knows about the law of attraction, that is the seed for everyone else. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that if I do believe that it's like 10 percent of people may have ever heard of The Secret, know about the law of attraction, 10 percent of the whole world 
work mm. on themselves, want to work on themselves, and the rest don't. But that comes down to, say, the one leader in charge, leading, thinking, and the rest of them are following. They're not leading and not thinking. So can humans get to the same level of awareness of, say, the people who are aware? And I do believe that the answer is no, unless the leaders, school system, education system, governments, big corporations, teach people that awareness secret. But if they did, no one would depend on governments and corporations anymore because we'd all be on the same level. And that will be the same as trading everything for a pound. It will all be the same value. It will be the same value because the profit, as you said, is about people having want what they have and more so if there's no um if there's no nothing more to have because it's all the same value you don't need profit because you already have everything because if you want a laptop you trade it for a bag of carrots if you want a dog you trade it for a dressing gown so there's no need for profit because you've you're just simply direct trading so if everyone knew this nobody would need anybody or anyone and there wouldn't be cars and planes because you need companies to have loads of money in order to create cars and planes so you wouldn't be able to go on holiday anymore you wouldn't be able to just get a train into the town (laughs) it wouldn't exist because it just wouldn't so it's a sacrifice of of everything knowing where we've come from and knowing that like nature nothing it's like a set of rules it's a law that there's a leader and the rest follow and if you're following you're not a leader and it's like you can't train to be a leader you can but it's like a natural thing that you have or you don't based on the vibration based on energy and the energy is already set out based on when you were born well then i would have to redefine what actually real leadership means because the way how this world sees leadership is might look different than what leadership might look in a different society where people are more connected with themselves, know more what they want, things like that. Because I also believe that certain people have a certain type of character and energy that are just meant to create and in a way inspire people and lead by example in that sense. But not necessarily have to lead and tell people what to do just by by showing how they do things, it's already inspiring to many. And then there is the nature of certain other people that just need that external input and inspiration to feel motivated to do things um, on their own. And um, the way how this society now in which we live in see leadership is more about telling what should be done, not necessarily even following or being the best example themselves. And um, I mean, there are different ways to define leadership, but it's, yeah, it is kind of complex in that sense. But I also believe that the way how, as you said, the way how things are being taught at school is, and in companies and they're in families as well, where people don't really learn to really distinguish what good values sometimes are in in a good society. I mean, do you believe that the way how this society is, is like 
good will last for a long time or do you think something has to change because if we talk about the society then we would have to first define if this society the way how things are working if this is how it's really good and if that's supportive for each individual or not or if it's just supportive to certain people who profit from all this or not like it's would have to see how we would define this society properly and if we b believe that this society is good for the people or not. So I wrote a book three years ago called How to Survive the 21st Century, which is on Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, go to the website, it's on there. And um, and it basically was, I wrote, there's going to be a flu pandemic very soon and it's, gonna, it's just going <clears> to <throat> wipe out a lot of humans, right? I said, because becoming prone to antibiotics and, and and medicine because we're using that as a solution to the problem rather than understanding the problem right the problem's still there mm -hmm. once you're taking the solution of say the tablet so i said there's going to be a flu pandemic that's going to come along it's going to take two years to create a vaccine by that time loads of humans are going to die right and another part of the chapter was is that the system is going to get too big that you're going to have civil wars right Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be more people fighting the military and the police that, as I said, the majority will win. So mm -hmm. rather than the police having the control, there's going to be too many civil people. Please stand down because it's one before two. Right. They might have a gun. But if people are shooting at them, they're not going to think about, oh, I'm a policeman protecting my duty. They're going to fuck off home and hide in a, in a den like anybody would. Right. So now the people rise up. So now what happens? Now you either get more majority of policing and take them down or you say we need to change the system. OK, so the system will either change at that point mm -hmm. or people will have so much distrust in the system that they won't care about the system. They'll just do what they want to do. So then it will come down to small governments in government. So California will become its own country in America, like Pakistan and India, Israel, Palestine, rather than fighting for this. It's my way. It's just like, give me both. You're the two cows in the field. Israel, you're a cow. Palestine, you're a cow. Stop fighting for the land. Just have your space and fucking be happy with it, right? And so now you have big companies that, so you have um, small, the civilization of people, they will just go to their, their mm -hmm. basics and live their life just doing yeah. what they're going to do because they realize that no one's helping me. No one's going to protect me. I'm just going to do me. And then we'll have got small tribes and civilizations doing that. What was that? Was that your, was that do, your question? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. Like, do you think that that can really work? Do you think that having smaller groups of civilization um, is healthier in a sense for the people than the way how things are now in the bigger aspect bigger oh yeah so what you're saying is that leadership is about leading you don't have to tell you just do people mm -hmm. see and they mimic like the ants they watch the other ants go up that path take that stick and they follow school system is in telling you what to do rather than showing mm -hmm. right but then you'd have to have a scientist showing you how to do this mathematician showing you how to do this an english person showing you how to do this again all these topics are man-made topics Meaning yeah, sure. somebody has created these in their brain and has taught somebody else how to tell that other person. So our brains are being told like the individual parts, right, of what to do. Whereas the leader who created would have gone through billions of steps in his own motion. 
in order to get there. So leadership is about leading and showing. But the leader of the school system, the scientist, the master of the English, he's not there. He died probably 150 years ago, right, when he wrote that textbook. So you mm. can't tell somebody what to do. Leadership is about showing people follow. The school system is about getting people ready to work for the establishment. It's about, I need you to work for me. I'm going to get somebody to tell you what to do because I can't be asked to tell you. Here's what he's going to tell you. So now you're following these exact steps. And so when you work for the establishment, lawyers, doctors, whatever, you know what to do because I've listed it in terms of here's the questions. You know the answers. Follow. Your brain isn't designed to to hear what to do. It needs to, to do it through experience. So the school system would have to change for people to... To, to learn how to lead but it's not going to change because as I said that's keeping society and the establishments up. But what I also think about a good follower right because we would also have to define what is a good follower and in my opinion a good follower is a person who understands what the person first of all wants for him or herself what he or she thinks is best for themselves and then understanding what kind of um because some people need some kind of guidance of course and so, some people um thrive when they have that support system from let's say a leadership type of person and but i feel that they first need to understand and like what is good for them for them and if they do then they can choose the right person that can help that person to basically become more um, in line with themselves in that case because I think most people nowadays who just follow follow because they want to fit in and that often doesn't even mean that it's good for the person like you know as, as you said wearing certain clothes because that's in right now and because that's trendy and that person doesn't might not even like what the person is wearing is just doing it for you know for wanting to fit in so it's, it's it also comes down to the follower to understand what kind of leadership is good for him or her and understand what he or she really wants and then thriving in that um in, in the right leadership because again some people are more inclined to follow some people are more inclined to lead it's important that the person understands what kind of energy works for them what kind of mindset works for them or what is good for them because we do need good i don't really like the word uh, the word follower but we do need good people that um, can, we can work with. And I mean, if we, you know, just look at the ants, for example, um, if the individual follower <coughs> wouldn't do what they are doing, then they wouldn't have a proper ant society that they thrive on. They really thrive on the way how they're working. So we do need both types of people, but it is important that these both types understand what is good for them because i do believe that a good follower can create a lot of good like create a great support system for things to work so what came to mind is if you have the energy of a lion which it can nurture and love um and you know it, it's cubs and breed whatever and then you have the opposite part of that female lion which is attack any other lion male or female doesn't matter if it's a threat it can do mm -hmm. both which mm -hmm. is why i don't believe that we need father figures the animal kingdom it doesn't need parents in, in, in human terms we need parents right mm -hmm. but we actually don't because in terms of surviving in life the male comes along fertilizes the, the lion 
The lion has, say, 10 cubs, five female, five male. The lion fucks off and does it again. The female actually brings all the lions up by their own because all they need is essentially food and water. And then they've seen that mother do that job for so long that he knows mm-hmm. what to do. It, mm-hmm. it, it just goes off. Another male lion fucks him, her. It creates five things, animals. And then it's a cycle again. So we don't need this opposite, say, father figure. We do in terms of human society because it's all based on based on roles but in terms of nature we don't mm. need that when you look at how like i said you've got quantum physics particle wave and both you could say the lion is a particle mm-hmm. the cow the cow leader or the ant leader and the followers are say the wave but then the other one okay so you've got the one who's just in charge by himself then you've got the leader of the pack and the rest following mm-hmm. then the other one you could say is f- followers so you've got followers following a follower and the leader is nowhere to be seen. You've got the lion is just <laughs> leading by himself. And then you've got the leader there with the followers following, right? So yeah. those are the three things. Um, I've gone off on a rant. What was your question? <laughs> well, um, I mean, for me, it was more, yeah, like understanding for people to really know their position, to know what their job is, got it, got right? It, got it. So, yeah. So, I would always choose to lead, but growing up, my dad and me, my dad was always the leader and I'd follow. Then I became him and I started to lead, he started to lead. Then there was arguments and there was wars. Mm -hmm. So I learned a leader needs to respect, a leader should be the best follower, right? Now it's weird because you'd think if they're a natural leader, then they always try and take control. They would be a nightmare to follow, wrong. Because they know as a leader how crucial it is for people mm-hmm. to follow their instructions. That if they are following another leader, it's not about taking control. You either have control or you don't. There's another leader. There's another cow in that field. You either fight him or you go off and enjoy your day. So they should know how to follow more than a follower would. Because a follower is following, yeah, but he's also getting ideas. And, oh, why do you do it this way? He doesn't understand that <clears throat> the leader is leading. You can't put these ideas and do that because you think it was right because the leader has a vision of what's going on the leader ant knows that all the other ants are doing this if another ant goes rogue and starts mm-hmm. cutting down that leaf he's gonna be like, what the fuck is this leaf doing it like we just cleared that path yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. so the, the leader should know how to follow better than a normal follower because they understand and respect the role of a leadership which is Absolutely. i need you to follow what i'm doing because i need to know where everything is mm-hmm. and that's that was the answer to your question Absolutely. And I also think that um, leaders should be willing to learn from their followers as well, like being open for um, constructive criticism, being open to try a different way, maybe like the way how the follower maybe suggests the leader that it might work better that way. Like really being humble and open to really um, learn from the people they work with and learn to grow in that sense because if a leader is not really open to learn from the people they work with then in my opinion that creates this this barrier and again this hierarchy which we at least i'm i'm pretty sure you also don't mean we we're not talking about the hierarchy that the leaders up here and the followers here and the leader is better and the followers worse it's everybody has their own position none is better none is worse and i think a leadership that really understands that is humble enough then to learn from a follower because he understands he or she understands the importance of each position that there is 
Yeah, the head of a pack is normally the bigger animal because it all comes down to fighting for territory and the bigger animal often wins. And if the animal that's getting a, a horn up his ass is going to like die, if the horn keeps coming, he steps down and the bigger animal with bigger horn wins. In terms of like humans, it's not about, as you said, I'm better than you because I'm leading. For example, if I am a leader yeah. in gymnastics and you don't know how to do gymnastics, you're going to allow me to lead. But if you're a rock climber and I don't know how to rock climb, just because I'm a leader mindset and you are a follower mindset because you're following your boss working for that company who's doing rock climbing, mm-hmm. I still don't have a clue about rock climbing. So even though yeah. I might be a natural leader and could take charge immediately if I knew how to rock climb, you're the leader as a rock climber. I'm now going to follow you. It's not about me trying to take control and let me climb this rock. Yeah. I'm following you because I don't know how, not know how to climb the rock. So now you're leading, even though you're not a natural leader. That's what I call a management, right? Managers mm-hmm. have been in the company for so long that they become a manager, but they can't lead. They've not got a leader mindset, but they're yeah. in a position of a leader, but they can't lead. Hence why loads yeah. of big restaurant companies, they go to shit because there's no hierarchy. And it's not about power. It's about respect. And that person believing in their own ability to lead not allowing somebody else just to influence them because as you said people who the followers see things that the leader doesn't leaders can learn from the followers that's what it's not about i'm leader i'm in control that's called dictatorship exactly leader should want to know what's going on that he can't see even though he's responsible for it going on and he should have stopped it from happening he can't see everything all the time so he should want to know what's going on and respect Mm -hmm. a follower influencing that person end of the day he's not gonna have to do what they're saying he's Mm -hmm. going to listen and a true leader wants to know everything so if you've got all these people saying in your business this is going wrong this is going wrong he's going to want to know to fix it not fuck off don't tell me about that because i feel responsible and i didn't do anything and i'm going to blame my management for not making them in be enforced Mm -hmm. he's going to want to know um yeah so yes absolutely being, being wrong is a great trait of a leader because you'll never grow admitting, unless you're wrong yes. because you're always right and which means nothing changes exactly admitting that when you're wrong or admitting that you know your suggestion might not be the best and then you accept another suggestion in that sense that takes a lot of character in my opinion for a person to be able to do that one of the good things about Trump is that he is a natural leader and he always takes charge. He always listens 90% because he is a strong leader. He always takes charge because he often knows the bigger picture. Hence a leader does. But in cases where he has taken charge and others around him have said something, mm. he doesn't disregard it and say, I'm Trump. I'm the president. Fuck off. I'm going to do it anyway. Mm. If there is something to listen, he will listen. For example, he bombed Syria. He bombed Iran, whatever. That was the right decision. But the other day he came up with an idea to, for example, bomb around or something. Somebody said, no, he didn't go, Mm -hmm. shut up, I'm going to do it anyway. He listened. So now Mm -hmm. he reevaluates his decision. And if it is the wrong decision or after careful consideration, he thinks, actually, that is the wrong decision. He will change his mind. And as you see with press conferences, he will go from saying something to saying something the opposite. Politicians, they divert if they've said something because it's an ego thing where they've said this and then they yeah. aren't going to do it. Mm-hmm. Trump has great pride in saying something and then saying the opposite. Because as a leader, you're going to be wrong. You can't just not put anything out there in case in the future it might be wrong. How the fuck does that 
Oh, it doesn't work like yeah. that. You've got to speak at present. And mm. if at a later day, more information comes to mind, that influences your decision. And that mm. changes the outcome. If you were going to go out, okay, and you get ready, and your friend suddenly has the flu, you're not going to go out. So your mum says, well, I thought you were going out. Yeah, but she had the flu. Like, it's not, oh, she's got the flu. I'm still going out. Things change. And so you, your leader is supposed to listen and learn and adapt and take it on board. It's not an ego thing when you're wrong. Admitting yeah, exactly. is powerful because yes. people don't have anything over on you if you admit when you're wrong. The same as if you don't lie. No one's got anything over on you. You become powerful. It's true. Yeah. It's real. Yeah, and it, it takes, again, more character and self-respect to be able to admit that. Much more than just being stubborn and saying, oh, no, this is what I said and I'm going to stick to that. Because um, there's this idea that, you know, you have to say something and then stick with your word and yes. follow it through. Like people think that that's respectful, but actually admitting when you, you know, said something that you don't agree with anymore takes a lot more character and strength um, to do than just saying, no, that's what I said and that's how... I want to keep it that way. Like being stubborn is not that hard, but admitting what you've actually, when, when you've been wrong, I think that's a lot harder because I, yeah. I have studied when somebody lies and the aftermath of it from an observer, when somebody lies and everything that comes with that, right. Versus when somebody says, did you take that cheesecake out of the fridge that I said not to take? Yes, I did. It's very tasty. All they can say is, well, can you not? Right. Yeah. If you lie and say, no, I didn't. There's going to be war. They're going to go on CCTV. They're going to ask everyone. They're going to be bitchy to you. It's a nightmare. Right. Yeah. I'm somebody who speaks so much truth that the war is dead when I admit it. And yes. I can either learn next time not to do it yes. or I can. Right. Mm -hmm. So the ego thing, I see people, they reinforce what they said right yes, they reinforce yes. what they said so yeah. it could be right in front of your face i've just seen you eat that and just because they didn't see you see you eat that they say i didn't eat it mm -hmm. it's easier for them just to keep reinforcing what they said and hope it goes away and yeah and the herd mentality thing if you're around people who are let's just say you've got five friends and somebody goes out and has sex with somebody right Let's just say back in the day, a gay person has sex with a gay guy. Their friends in that group don't know he's gay. If mm -hmm. he says that, oh, I sucked the cock tonight. Oh, my God, he sucked the cock. Ah! They can't handle all that judgment. So it's yes. best just to say, no, I didn't. Mm. You can understand, right? It's best to say, yeah, no, yeah. I didn't. It's easier around people who mm. always admit truth. Did you suck a cock? Yes, I did. Nice one. How did it feel? It was great. End of story. End of story. Did you eat that cheesecake? Yes, I did. Don't. End of story. Did you eat that cheesecake? No, I didn't eat that cheesecake. Okay. Yeah, you did. I saw you. No, I didn't. You got all this shit from all different angles. Mm. Yeah, you did. You're lying. Fuck it. You're a liar. You, you know, protect yourself. And so the yeah. best thing to do is say, no, I didn't, and run, which is what people do, right? Mm -hmm. So so this thing about, you know, admitting when you're wrong, it is hard. I was it that is. person. Mm -hmm. And you've got everyone around you saying, you're lying. Don't lie. I know you're lying. How the fuck can you then say, actually, I am lying? You, it's, it's the energy. It's like being in a forest fire with all the fire coming from a tree. Yes. How can you, like, think to move and how to get out if there's just fire everywhere? So, again, can a human learn that trait of like, admitting when they're wrong? Or does science say 
unless you're a big enough energy, you're going to be trapped and dominated by other energies and you can't. I think that also very much depends on what your memory as a kid was. Like there are some kids who are so scared to be judged by their parents when they do something wrong or be scolded that 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 fear is so big that they just create this this habit of lying yes. all the time. And that is so ingrained in them that as an adult, they don't know how to do any better because that feeling is just kind of really in them. And I think that that very much depends how a parent helps their child to be honest. And even if the child does something wrong, that the parent gives the space for the child to be honest about it and, um, yeah, be, be straightforward. So that, in my opinion, depends a lot on how you grew up and how scared or, or how much fear you had to really admit certain things that felt wrong to you. Not just the parents, of course, because then at some point when you're a teenager, um, your peer group is more influential than your parents are. So, so there are some yes. different stages a person goes through. And then in society, right, your work colleagues and as you said, your friends, then, you know, they have a huge impact on how you are as well. So then that comes back to how much self-respect you have. But then growing up in the right environment to really be honest, I think it's crucial for a kid because they don't know any better. They don't know how to really think in that case properly. So you can change it though. Yeah, yeah. But, mm -hmm. I also think I wrote in the book, right, that if you're around a um, field of roses, you're going to smell like roses. If you're around a field of horseshit, you're going to smell of horseshit. If you're around liars and your parents who lie to each other, if you yeah. see your father lying to your wife, right, to, his, to your mother, right, and you've seen your dad do it and your dad goes, Shh, don't tell mum, yeah. you're going to be around liars. Whereas my dad, he always used to say to me, you wouldn't lie to me, would you? And I feel so guilty, the fact that he'd asked me once, and if I said no, I couldn't live with myself all day. I'd be thinking, shit, I've just lied to him. Like, and up, up, it would just, just destroying inside me. I'd have to say, I did, I'm sorry. So then you get into the habit of, rather than lying in the first place, just speaking the truth. Hence why I never lie. And I always speak the truth, regardless of the outcome, because of mm -hmm. my upbringing. And so what you're saying is very true. Um, I see people who... I see people my age or just studying adults who are still virgins. They've never had sex. They don't kiss. They don't hug. They don't have intimacy. They don't know what it's like to have that intimate feeling of someone down their groin area because they've never had it growing up. Why? Because if they see their parents as a kid, never hugging, mm -hmm. never saying love you goodnight, maybe they don't even sleep in the same bed, never kissing, you're going to see that and think, there's no intimacy there's no connection there's two people like living in the same house you're yeah. not gonna have that in you so you're not mm -hmm. gonna look for that in, in school because you've never seen it yourself whereas if you see your parents hugging and kissing and shagging all the time then you're likely to be doing that so again it's true what you see and are exposed to as a kid really does affect you in the deep subconscious mind when you're older and if you study a lot of people who say are virgins a 70 year old virgin whatever you look at their parents, very cold hearted, no love. There's just the kid never got any love. The parents never hugged and loved because, mm -hmm. again, their parents never hugged and loved. It's like mm -hmm. it's, it comes down in generations. And so they don't know how to feel love. Therefore, they can't give love. Um, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And. You know, the same as diet. If you're used to having loads of nuts growing up, you might not have a nut allergy when you're 20. If yes. you've never had nuts growing up, then you're 20 years old, you have a nut, you're probably going to die. It's what you're exposed to. 
Exactly. But obviously that's just generations of <laughs> food. Yes, and like wondering whether somebody can deprogram that really deep program within themselves. I do think it's possible, but it takes a lot of self-awareness to deprogram yes. what happened to you as a child. So I, I wouldn't say, you know, it's impossible to Correct, yeah. be different than how your upbringing was, but it takes a lot of strength and really effort to deprogram that what's so in you for so long that was so in you and yeah but it is it is it has a main um, influence and impact but we can I, choose yeah i would want. say before, before we end this i would say that um i don't think <laughs> i don't i don't think people can change unless they want to the alternative is is that if you have a mentor yes with them for years and years and years deprogramming them from birth essentially which could take years then it's possible but of course who's got enough time to reprogram one person when there's billions of people so in that case yeah you can yeah. change a mentor for a long fucking time apart from that yes. people can't change because unless they want to because then they start their own journey um let's end this here uh, plug anything you want to plug I think for all those who are listening and want to, um, you know, change certain habits they have and change, like if they're not happy with certain things they're doing, I think that they can change if they really put the effort in and have that self-awareness, then, you know, they can change and do anything they want, basically. Uh, anything you want to promote, social media? Oh, promote me. Yeah, that's what I meant plug. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, my web page, my website is light being codes, light underscore being underscore codes. And, um, yeah, that's fine. And IG too, same Instagram, light being codes. Right, wait there. I'm just going to press stop. I accidentally, okay. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Remember to subscribe and follow so when I release a new one, you get a notification. And follow me on Instagram, yes, King Oliver. Ciao, amigos.